past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Coming at you each and every weekday, Monday through Friday. So make it your first listen. Tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked On Blazers, your team every day. Today's show, recapping a couple games against the Memphis Grizzlies. Friday and Sunday night, the Blazers split over the weekend with the Grizzlies, who were winless but winless no more. Darn near 0-7 Memphis Grizzlies after the Blazers handed them their sixth straight loss to open the season on Friday night. We'll talk about both those games, talk about Shaden Sharp, talk about DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, Skylar Mays had a dunk I didn't see coming. We'll talk about that at least very briefly. And then we'll wrap up with some thoughts and to close the show uh, after the Blazers' first seven games and as they head out onto a road trip, which we'll look to a little later in the week when they are in Sacramento on Wednesday. But let's do what we do. We got two games to get through. Here's our fastest recap in the West. The Blazers on Friday night win win 115-113 in overtime. They led 33-26 after one. Memphis came out with a massive, massive second quarter. An 18-2 spurt in the second quarter. But the Blazers held on, uh, came back, and took a lead into the break. 54-53. Memphis led 77-76 after three quarters. And this game came down the stretch. Final four minutes. Blazers get a, a, a steal, a turnover at midcourt. Looks like they're going to get a, a layup the other way to cut an eight-point lead to six. But Jaron Jackson Jr. tracks back on the ball, swats it off the rim, and Memphis gets a run out. David Roddy, easy layup to put the Grizzlies up. Ten points with three minutes and 21 seconds left. It's 100 to 90. The Blazers in the final three minutes and 20 seconds left close on a 12-2 run to force overtime. Malcolm Brogdon hit a big three. He got to the free throw line late. And then with the clock ticking in the final seconds of of the fourth quarter, Shaden Sharp drives. David Roddy reaches. He gets, uh, uh, Shaden goes to the foul line. Ice is two, no problem. Barely hits the rim. The game is tied, but Memphis has one more chance. Marcus Smart drives, gets himself to the paint, kind of fumbles on the dribble, but still recovers to kick out to a wide open or seemingly wide open Luke Kennard in the corner, but out of nowhere, or actually out of the paint. You saw him there trying to stop the drive. Shaden Sharp recovers to the corner, swats the ball out of bounds. We're headed to overtime. Just an awesome recovery play. We'll talk about Shaden a bunch in the second segment, but just, just, just not too many folks alive who can move that quickly and jump that high to contest that shot. Not just contest that shot, but throw it into the stands. We go to OT and Shaden Sharp took over in overtime. A tough right-handed finish through and over Jaron Jackson Jr., the reigning defensive player of the year. A step back three when he was running pick and roll and they just gave him too much space. He's so comfortable taking that three off the dribble, particularly when he gets a chance to square his feet up and shoot it. And then Shaden Sharp is a problem and the Blazers have a two-possession lead. So what do the, the Grizzlies do? They send two to the ball. Under a minute, they double-team Shaden Sharp. Whoop! Gets the ball right out of his hands. Finds Jeremy Grant. Uh, off a scramble, he actually just made the pass to the middle of the court. The Blazers, you know, move the ball around, find Jeremy Grant, top of the key, defensive scramble as, as Memphis tries to recover from a double team. Grant, cash, Blazers take a lead, a two-possession lead off a big three, 112, or a four-point lead, 112, 108. 
with 39 seconds left, and they hold on for a win. They get a stop, hit a couple free throws in Memphis. They actually made it closer late. Jaron Jackson Jr. hit a meaningless three-pointer at the buzzer, and the, and, and the Blazers hold on 115-113 in a really, really, really fun game. The most entertaining game of the year for my money. In that first game, Malcolm Brogdon, 24 points, 10 assists, 7 boards. Shaden Sharp, 22 points, 5 boards, 2 assists, a steal, and that one big old block. Jeremy Grant had 26. Skylar Mays, 9 off the bench. Robert Williams had 8. Tumani Kamara had 5. Uh, 16 points and 12 boards for DeAndre Ayton. On the Memphis side in that game, Desmond Bain, 33 points, 8 boards, 7 assists. He was really stinking good. 30 points, 10 boards for Jaron Jackson Jr. to go along with 3 blocked shots. Zaire Williams, best game I've ever seen Zaire Williams play. He had 13 points, 6 boards, and 3 assists before fouling outs. Memphis didn't get much from anyone else. Marcus Smart struggled in this one. Uh, 6 points and 3 boards, 4 assists, but he shot just 4 of 12 from the floor that's your fastest recap in the west but guess what that was friday night that was your that was the first game of the uh in-season tournament the blazers take a 1-0 lead their 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 path to vegas gets cleaner with that win on friday night when they played on the funky red floor but they came back same teams new jersey new court same building, but it looked a little bit different to face the grizzlies who are 0 and 6 the blazers improved to 3 and 3 on friday night then they got to play the freaking 0 and 6 Grizzlies. Aw, dang. <laughs> but it didn't get aw, dang, till late. The Blazers lead 32 30 after one. They led by 11 twice in the first quarter, but couldn't, you know, it's first quarter of NBA basketball. Everybody makes a run, and the Grizzlies certainly did. And then they closed, the Memphis closed that second quarter strong on Sunday night. Strong close to the second quarter, up eight, heading into halftime, 63 55. And it kind of looks like, you know what? Memphis, they they struggled in that for, for that first game down the stretch. They just did they everything that could go wrong down the stretch in that game. Zaire Williams got a dunk coming out of a timeout that put the Grizzlies up five, but then got called for a tech for hanging on the rim. Pull up, pull up, did like a little pull up after a two handed dunk. Technical foul. Blazers get a free throw. And they get points on the other end. So they get a three-point play um, and able to, you know, get into their half-court offense set up and all of those things. Like, should have been coming against full-court pressure, clock running, all of those things. Instead, they get to advance the ball and, and make it all happen. Uh, it's just like the Memphis Memphis melted down. And then it looks like, okay, well, they're going to, they're going to, you know they're gonna not melt down this game. They played really well to close the quarter. They're gonna they're gonna finally get right and get this win. And then the Blazers just were awesome coming out of halftime. Awesome coming out of halftime. Outscored uh, Memphis 31-19 on Sunday night to take an 86-82 lead into the fourth quarter. And that lead kept growing because they were playing great. First eight minutes of the or first excuse me four minutes of that of that fourth quarter. The Blazers were really, they were, you know, stretched it to nine on two occasions. And then Jeremy Grant hits a three, 98-86 with eight minutes and 13 seconds left off a feed from Malcolm Brogdon. Jeremy Grant's balling. Malcolm Brogdon's played really, really well, particularly passing the ball on both Friday and Sunday night, like really just orchestrating things. And the Blazers are now up 12, final eight minutes. Can they be the team? Send Memphis to the 0-7, get a, get a winning record, end up 4-3 and after seven games, and end a really fun weekend. No, they can't. 
they struggled and struggled with like the biggest, most emphatic capital S you've ever seen. 26-2 from that point forward. Memphis Grizzlies outscore the Blazers 26-2 in the final 8 minutes and 13 seconds of the game on Sunday night. The Blazers, in that final 8 minutes and 13 seconds, did not make a field goal. Their only points came off two Malcolm Brogdon free throws. They went 0-14 for 14 with four turnovers in the final 8 minutes and 13 seconds. They had one possession where they got five shots. They just kept getting offensive rebounds and missing inside, and Jaron Jackson Jr. had a block, and... Um, Tumani Kamara missed an open one, and they get the rebound. They miss another one. Uh, it, was just, it was just a lot. But 0-14, four turnovers in the final eight minutes. Outscored 26-2, and the Grizzlies go on to win 112-110. That's your fastest recap in the West for Sunday. In that one, Jeremy Grant led the way 27 points, three boards, three assists. 18 for Shaden Sharp to go along with eight boards and three assists. Malcolm Brogdon had a game. He just did not shoot well, and he particularly shot poorly in the fourth quarter. He was shooting bricks when the Blazers really needed him but he was really good before that 18 points seven boards three assists um just one turnover it happened in that fourth quarter stretch when they were melting down he was called for running over um Marcus Smart he probably did run right into his chest I thought it was not a foul live but it wasn't worth challenging because you were going to lose it on the replay but it happens that's what Marcus Smart does Brogdon's six of 20 for his 18 points six points for Matisse Thibel six points 11 rebounds, excuse me, for DeAndre Aiden off the bench. Skyler Mays, seven points and a dunk. You just, I just didn't know he had it in him. I didn't know he could do it. Um, in the second quarter, Mays gets it at the top of the key, shows the ball. He shows pump fakes and shows the ball a lot. He's a, he's a show and go type of type of player. He passes up some threes. It's a, maybe my frustration in some ways with this game, although he took five of them on, on Sunday night, but shows the ball, gets you know, takes a step into the paint and realizes he's going to rise up. Rises up, dunks as two defenders converge. Like, Skylar Mays can do that? Incredibly fun. Uh, seven points, two assists for Mays uh, in his 16 minutes. Uh, Robert Williams, five points in this game and left with a knee injury. Uh, challenging a Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, play on on defense, gets tangled up. Unclear if the injury happened on the step, which he seemed to take a weird step, or on the fall, the ensuing fall, when when Jaron and him got kind of tangled up and he landed. But he was limping when he got up. He tried to get subbed out, but it was because of the way the the rules work. He had to play the final next possession. Uh, the Blazers actually like played it out and Shane Sharp hit a three when Rob was just hiding in the corner, limping, but leaves the game, goes right back to the locker room. Um not good. Not a good thing. Uh, bummer. Bummer for Rob Williams. Uh, he, he finished with five. Tamani Kamara, eight points off the bench. I might have already done him. Jabari Walker, five. Didn't shoot well from three, but I thought he was really active once he stopped missing three-pointers for, for Walker in his uh, 16 minutes. That's your fastest recap in the West. That's both games. Um, I want to talk about Shaden Sharp a bunch. I want to talk about DA, uh, DeAndre Ayton, and I want to talk about Tamani Kamara. We will do all of that. All of it. In the second segment, because Shaden Sharp was great on great on uh, Friday night. Just he was. This was like you could you could see what he can become, and uh, the Blazers probably needed something 
not too dissimilar on Sunday. Tamani Kamara, uh, he's been a really, really fun part uh, of this stretch. We'll talk about him. And, and DeAndre, and I, have some, I have some extended thoughts on him. We'll talk about all three of those in the second segment. Uh, join me there. First, let's talk about game time. The Blazers are gone on the road. Um, they're probably going to come back because they have like a, a extended extended time uh, extended time between games. But they don't play another home game until uh, about 10 days from now as you were listening to this. So, Say you don't decide now that you want to go back to to that to their game when they get back get back in Portland and play the Kings. You're like, eh, we'll decide later. We'll decide. It comes, you know, next Monday. You haven't decided. Next Tuesday, you haven't decided. Day of the game, Wednesday. There's no better place if you're a procrastinator to get last minute tickets than on the game time app. Uh, I love I love game time because it's got the all in prices. You pull it up on your phone, you'll see a little map of the Moda Center, and what you see is what you get. There's no hidden fees. You're not going to click through and find out you got a $27 convenience charge, a $13 printed home charge. What you see is what you get right there on the app. You can buy last second tickets in two taps. So you decide Wednesday afternoon you want to go to the game, no problem. Download that game time app, create an account, and use the code locked on NBA. You get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. All you got to do is create an account and use the redemption code locked on NBA. That's L O C K E D O N N B A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. The Blazers split. Win Friday, lose Sunday. Um, they didn't really do your boy a favor because the only time this game was this this team was unfun <laughs> was the final eight minutes. The final eight minutes before I was going to record this basketball, before this podcast. The only bad basketball they played was the final eight minutes of the whole weekend. Otherwise, I think they played really well. And Shane Sharp was excellent, excellent on Friday. Uh, Sharp, you know, coming off a Wednesday night, they're in Detroit, close out a road trip. They get their second straight win. He has 26 in the second half. He follows it up with, with just a really darn solid game. 22 points on 7 of 17 shooting, uh, 5 boards, 2 assists. You know, he plays, he's playing 46 minutes because he played all of overtime, but it's like he would have played f- almost 47. What, 46, 26, 46 and a half minutes. Would have played 41 and a half minutes. It's like a 42-minute game. He's basically playing every single friggin' minute of the second half. Like, he's just, he's out there playing. He's getting three minutes off to come out come out and ball. And he looks great. And he particularly looked great when they needed him to, right? Uh, they're down to closing seconds. He gets the ball and attacks. And he attacks on his preferred right side, gets the ball in his right hand. He's so strong with the ball in his dominant hand. Like if he gets downhill and gets a step and kind of gets his momentum going, he doesn't have to dance. His the, like his handle isn't super strong, but once he gets once he kind of gets into that gather motion and gets uses athleticism to go, he's he's a problem. And he was a problem. And David Roddy reaches in and he draws a foul, and then he just makes such a special defensive play uh, to, to send it to OT. He said after the game, I lost Luke Kennard. Yeah, he didn't know where he was. That was his man. He didn't know where he was. But, and that's like a bigger problem I'll talk about in a second. But like, sees the pass, knows it's going to the corner, says, I got to get to the corner. And he said he didn't even really see Luke Kennard. He just saw the ball and reacted. So one step, two step, leap. He's swatting a three-pointer out of bounds to save the game. Like there's just, how many dudes in the league can do that? He's 20 years old. Follows it up with just a solid game. A solid game on Sunday night. It wasn't bad by any means. 18 on 7 of 15 shooting. Grabbed 8 boards. Uh, 
played another 41 minutes in this one. Uh, at some point, I think uh, Skyler Mays just needs to play a little bit more. So um, Malcolm Brown, 39 minutes. Uh, Shaden Sharp, 40. Like I, just, a little, just a little bit more of those guys. So they, they're playing like not 40 minutes a night, but that's like a nitpick for another day. I do think it's too many minutes, but it's, I, I kind of get it. They want to win the games. The games are close. Um, at some point, some point uh it seems like a priority to play them a little bit less in the middle quarters uh but the difference in shea on friday and shea on sunday free throws basically so what it comes down to on friday night he was six of seven at the free throw line including two to seal it or two to two to, two to tie it rather on sunday he takes three free throws you know, four more attempts. That's your difference in your points. But, you know, the box score and four shooting possessions is like, it's more just the way when the game was on the line, what, you know, what what was Shaden Sharp doing? On Friday, he's attacking and he's attacking in, in the overtime too with a tough, you know, he gets fouled late. Tough finish early in OT, um, you know, has a big three when they when when they're running, you know, running pick and rolls through him. They just start running the offense through him in the overtime, and he's carrying them. Uh, then when they double team him, they're double teaming twenty year old Shaden Sharp under a minute in overtime. He's just making the right play, get the ball out. You double team, get the ball out, get the ball out. And Memphis just did a bad job recovering, and you end up getting Jeremy Grant with a wide open top of the key three because they're scrambling off off of double teams commanding double teams in overtime at age 20 in year two. But the difference is the force he played with. He gets downhill, he attacks, he's intentional, he's aggressive. And then when they needed him, they needed him and things are melting down on Sunday. They're, you know, they're, they're not, they're going 0 of 14 with four turnovers. He took one shot during that stretch. And you can say, Hey, Mike, that's a coaching problem. Because <laughs> um, I know some people want it to be one thing or the other thing. I'm telling you right now, it's both things. It's both things. And let me let me expand on this with Shaden Sharp as, as the lens. Blazers are getting rocked, right? It's like the game's slipping away from them. The, 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 the Grizzlies have figured out what they want to do. They're going to put DeAndre Ayton in pick and rolls. And Desmond Bain is going to attack, 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 and then attack some more. And and he's going to make DeAndre Ayton guard him in pick and rolls every single time down the floor. They move Ayton to, De- to Bismack Biombo. He says, I don't care if it's Bismack Biombo. Biz, come set a screen. Big dog, I'll still attack and take a mid-range jumper this time. Like they were just going after it. They found a matchup that worked. Chauncey knows that. He has to take a timeout. He does. Coming out of the timeout, they run an action for for Shaden Sharp. They run a play for him, right? Like he's, he, Malcolm Brogdon's shooting bricks. Like he's played well, but he's shooting bricks in the fourth quarter. They just need some variety. And and um, Jeremy Grant isn't that. Like if you give the ball to Jeremy Grant, he's going to shoot it from 17 feet. It's going to be difficult. Shaden is the guy who can get downhill. He can get to the rim. He can make plays off of that. They need him to run stuff, right? They need him uh, to, to be in it. And he attacks a little bit and gets cut off because they're loading up to him because they're playing a, a lineup with not, without a ton of shooters and he gets off the ball and someone else, Jeremy Grant, ends up shooting it on the possession. It's probably the right pass. 
read the defense, make the right pass and play. But like they tried to get him involved and he's just not, they just needed him to be more demonstrative down the stretch. And after the Friday's game, Chauncey Billups, that says he's sometimes he's forcing Shaden Sharp to attack a little bit because he can get lost out there. And that is, that's one of his problems right now is that Sharp, when he's on and he's dialed in on, okay, I am in, I'm in go score mode. He can really score. He can shoot pull-up jumpers. He can get to the rim with his right hand. He's got a really good-looking pull-up three-point shot. Like, he's he's really comfortable taking, like, a slow rhythm dribble that looks like he's going to explode. If you step back, he takes, you know, he'll, he'll square his feet up, get him pretty close together, and shoot it. Like, he's really comfortable with that shot and shooting really well on pull-up threes this year. But he doesn't always do it with authority. He doesn't always do it. He doesn't demand the ball. He doesn't have that little bit yet. That is the thing that he's that he's missing, is that consistency of aggression. He get a little lost out there. He's, you know, the Blazers are a little light on guys who can um, dribble and pass, and Sharp is certainly a better passer than he's ever been. He's improved a ton at that level. And um, I think he's... They just need him to get in there. He's not going to be this crazy playmaker, but they need to get him there and be aggressive because he can see the floor when he's aggressive and he can really score. And they just need him to be there. And he wasn't in on on Sunday's game. It's a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit different. Um, you know, I, I think they tried to they tried to get him into matchups. They tried to you know he had a couple times you know five ten guy on him. Um, <laughs> with all due respect to to Jacob Gilliard, like. Three separate times, he's guarding Shaden Sharp. Only one time did Sharp shoot with a 5'10 dude on him. 5'10 might be generous. 5'8? Small. Small guard on him. Shaden's got to, he's got to be aggressive there. Um, maybe some of that is Billups making sure he gets the matchup, but I think like the difference in this game is that on one side, Memphis found a matchup they worked and attacked, 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 and the Blazers never found that. And in part, they never found it because... Um, they were looking. They needed Shaden Sharp to figure out what worked a little bit, and he they just, he just didn't have it. Uh, the Blazers played great in the third quarter just by playing really hard, and that's like one of the fun parts about this team is that they play really hard. Um, certainly, I think that has, um, speaks to, to to coaching to some extent, um, even if there's some frustration with with execution down the stretch on Sunday night. Uh, let's talk about playing hard. Let's talk about DeAndre and let's talk about Tumani Kamara. All of that to close the show and some just some general thoughts on the first seven games. I will share those with you. Um, I think Shaden Sharp is so freaking talented. And I think if he finds the consistency to play like he is so freaking talented all the time, he's going to be nuts. Like he, he had 18 and 8 tonight and I think he left some on the table. He had... 24 in the in the previous game and I think he leaves a little bit on the table sometimes just because he's not revving that engine and looking to go 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 this team's fun it's fun they're struggling a little bit but they're fun because even their young players that are um have the tools to be really special are already playing well and you can see the obvious parts of their game where they need to fill it out let's talk about that and more fun from the Blazers all that in the third segment first FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, right now is a great time to get involved with FanDuel because during the NFL season, they give me 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet, any any winning $5 money line bet. So you bet on a team to win outright. I'm recording this after the football games have ended on Sunday, but you've got another one coming Thursday and then more uh, next week, including another game in Germany. So you could wake up super early, 6 a.m. on the West Coast, 
bet $5. And then when the other games start at 10 a.m. out here, once you've won, heck yeah, you did it. You bet on the Colts to win a 6 a.m. kickoff in Germany. You woke up a little bit later. They got the dub. You have $150 in free bets to play with. Uh, so if you think about joining FanDuel, why not get involved in the action? Once you bet on that money line bet, you can also get use your free money, use your bonus bets to bet on things like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So if you're curious, and you should be, go visit FanDuel.com slash on and get involved in the NFL season. That's FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked On Blazers. I think Shaden Sharp is really going to be good. And I think the difference in Friday and Saturday is so subtle. He's got it. He's got it. If they can just get his engine to rev a little hotter, he's going to be special. His learning curve has been wild. He's already this talented. It's there for him. But he's not the only fun part of this team. You know what's fun? You know what's been really fun is Tamani Kamara. He just, he embodies what has been enjoyable about this team. You know, they're... They're pretty bad on offense. I don't don't think we need to sugarcoat it. On Friday night, they won a game at home in which they shot 40% from the floor, 28% from three. And we're down 10 with three minutes left. But they just make plays because they don't go away. They just play hard. When it looked like they were going to lose in the, you know, and, you know, a bad close to the second quarter. Look like things were going to fall apart there coming out of halftime. They just play their butt off. And they and it was, you know, they had a lead heading into the fourth. And I don't think effort was an issue down the stretch. It was just, um, you know, Malcolm Brogdon shot some bricks. And they needed to get Shaden Sharp involved a little bit more. And they needed him to get himself involved a little bit more. It's like part coaching, part part sharp, right? Like they got to they gotta dial it in. They got to find a matchup that works. But this team has been really easy to root for. And I think in, in some ways Kamara just personifies that does is Tamani is Tamani Kamara a particularly good offensive player no he's not (laughs) he's not he is not that um he shot actually fine in this game like if you look at on the Sunday night three of five two of three from from three but like he's he's um one of his threes took a million bounces off the rim like he just he's not a great offensive player right now um you know doesn't attack off the dribble well not a not a passer not a shooter but he plays his butt off and he has that knack for rebounding and he gets after it on defense and he gets in little beef. So he's fighting with, he's beefing with Marcus Smart. He's beefing with Santi Aldama. He has, he gets his nose in, in, into, if there's a fracas, if there's a kerfuffle, if there is physicality in the paint, you look in there and there's 33. There's, there is Tumati Kamara and he is keeping an offensive rebound alive. He's hustling and trying to make a steal. He's guarding folks full court. And on Friday night, when the Blazers needed him, uh, Matisse Thibel started both games, started Friday and Sunday, but he did not start the second half on Friday's game. You know why? Because Desmond Bain was going nuts and they needed a, someone who would sit down and guard Desmond Bain, like get into a defensive stance and get after it, guard him full court and be physical and use his length. And that's two. And then at the end of both games, who's on the court? It's two. Tumani Kamara plays at the end of games. Like he's, he, with, with the current situation, no Anthony Simons and no, no Scoot Henderson, Tumani Kamara is the obvious choice to be the fifth, fifth guy on the floor when the game, when the game's on the line. He's fun. He's fun. And kind of like the whole Blazers this year. Like the fun part about him is that, you know, he's going to play his butt off. He's going to compete. What what more could you want? He's going to play really hard. He's got, 
you know, he's the rebounding stuff is an innate skill and the defense is an innate skill, but he, you know, you, you have to play. There's a certain level of effort, requisite effort required to be a good defender. He brings that every single time. And then he's got, he's got some really good instincts as a defender. Um, speaking of that, Shane Sharp's instincts as a defender, like his play, defensive playmaking, it's, he, he has one, he's one or two plays a night where, you know, he had it against, uh, Toronto, he had a late strip on Grady Dick against against uh, the the Pistons. He had a late steal against obviously had a monster monster block and uh, on Friday night. Like his defensive playmaking is really really special. If he can get the sort of focus off ball defense that sometimes he's missing a little bit, he's got tools to be a special defensive player and a special offensive player. I'm excited about Shaden Sharp after this weekend. I'm excited about Tumani Kamara. He's really fun, and I want to give credit to DeAndre. Aiden. Didn't have a particularly good game on Sunday night. The box score speaks to that. Three points, or three shots, three buckets, nine shots. Three of nine, six points. It's just someone who reads a box score for a living, not a great read of the box score right there. Six points on three of nine shooting, grabs 11 rebounds. Um, They targeted him on defense relentlessly and went after him down the stretch in a 26-2 run that changed the game. And I came away this from this weekend feeling better about DeAndre Aiden, honestly, because he is having there are they do not have a good idea how to get him involved. I think they did at the beginning of the year. I think they had the, the, the coaching staff had a vision. Him and Amphrey Simons have some good chemistry, and the way that you have to guard Simons because he can shoot and pick and rolls is going to open up that pocket for DeAndre Aiden to operate and shoot mid range jumpers because that's what he wants to do. Shoot little floaters, shoot mid-range jumpers, operate from, you know, 3 to 15 feet. That That's his comfort zone. And this pick and rolls with every time is going to help him do that. Scoot Henderson's going to figure it out, and they're going to get there. They just don't have enough dudes who can dribble and pass. Shane Sharp's not quite there yet, although he's, again, a better passer than he's ever been, but he's not quite there yet. It, Malcolm Brogdon is the only, like, true facilitator healthy on the roster right now, other than Skylar Mays, but I don't, I don't, I think they can play Skylar Mays 20 minutes, but I don't think they can play him, like, much more than that um, because it just, uh, just some his fit offensively with the other guys and, and sort of what he brings. He's totally competent though. He's totally, totally competent. I don't, but I, I don't, I don't think the solution is 30 minutes of Skylar Mays to be clear. Um, but like he, he can operate in some, in pick and rolls. He's, he's, he's has, he has a real pace, real pace to him. They don't have a plan the Blazers don't seem to have a good plan now with their limited, limited sort of, um, dribble pass shoot options, uh, that can run pick and rolls with them. They just don't have enough pick and roll operators. Um, and then I thought a lot, a lot this week, excuse me, this weekend, they just didn't find DA on switches on Friday night, four different times. Zaire Williams switched onto him and they didn't give it to him. I wrote down in my notebook four, four with Z and they didn't give it to him. Uh, Zaire Williams played it freaking great Friday night. It's the best game I've ever seen him play in my life. Um, but he's skinny and he's like a small forward. He's like a, a, you know, a tall wing, but he's skinny. Aiton should be able to, he should get the opportunity to punish that at least twice out of those four opportunities. They don't look for him on those switches. And I think that frustrates him. He had a, he had a, a true stupid one tonight where um, he, the, the Blazers got a switch they wanted. Shaden Sharp on, on, on Bismack Biombo and, Aiden stepped into the lane and committed an offensive foul, and, and it was a turnover trying to post up uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. for no reason. He's got to get out of there. But I like I feel that frustration with him. He's not getting his touches, so he's trying to work his butt off. But I will give I will give Aiden credit for this. 
He's playing really hard on defense. He's playing really hard on defense. The knock on him was that if he didn't get his touches on offense in Phoenix, that he didn't bring it on defense and he didn't do the little things. He's playing hard. They got him playing hard right now. Is it is, is that going to last forever if if they continue to not find him and not get him involved? I don't know. Like I don't know him well enough to to speak to that necessarily. I know the reputation that precedes him, but like I I couldn't I can't call in on that. I will say this though. I give him credit for how how hard he's working. He's really, really, really working hard, and they do not have a they don't they just they don't have a good way to get him involved. I mentioned this on previous shows, but like a direct post up for DA is not great because they don't have enough shooters. Direct post up, okay, I'm doubling off to Monty Kamara, whoever it is. I'm doubling off Jabari Walker, wherever he is. Uh, you know, I'm du- like whatever. You know, I'm doubling off Matisse Thybulle. Pretty much always the Blazers are going to have one serious non shooter that's an automatic double. There's the guy we're leaving. Who cares? Even if they're in the strong side corner. Here's the guy we're doubling. Who cares? So direct post up is not easy for him. Pick and roll, they don't have enough operators for him. So like for me, the way to find him is if teams are going to switch, and they do, most teams switch. A lot of teams, not every team will switch one through five, but a lot of, but you can, you know, you can, you can, get, you will get a switches a handful of times per game. Give him the ball. Give him the ball. Give him the ball. He needs more of those. Final thought, uh, final thoughts as, as we get out of here on, on, on Monday show. Thanks for listening. Uh, Monday, November 6th show. Uh, happy, happy birthday to my little cousin, Julian. Uh, but uh, I will say that like this, this team got some injuries. No ant, no scoot. Um, we'll see on scoot. He shot after he shot before both games. He shot, he was out on the court getting work in on Friday. He was out and work on the court getting working on Sunday. I think that's a good sign. Uh, the Blazers have a couple days off before they play again on Wednesday. So, uh, we will, we will see what, it, what it looks like when, if, if scoots available, no, no word on that. He's, he's questionable and, and, and day to day. Um, so we, we just don't know. Uh, but it's, we will, I think despite, I think despite the injuries, despite, d- d- you know, d- despite all of that, you kind of know what you're going to get with this team. And it's a team that just p- plays. They, they get, they get after it. And that's been really fun for, you know, I think the injuries have been a little bit of bummer and, and, and that stuff, but like that's basketball. It's just kind of how the sport works. Um, like, but I, but I think this team has been really enjoyable despite their, their flaws. And I think, one of the parts about this season that will be fun is to see them kind of, what are those, some of those flaws are always going to be there. I don't think this team's ever going to be a good shooting team, but it's like, how do they work around that stuff? How do they grow there? Um, and, and, a, and a team that gets after it, a team that competes is rewarding to watch. And I think this team competes and they're going to be rewarding to watch. And so, so now when they head out on the road and, you know, and they play like a bunch of freaking road games, I think it'll be, it'll be easy to appreciate them even if that this if they struggle as long as they continue to play hard because that's like the minimum ask sharp is going to continue to find his game and be, and be really enjoyable malcolm brogdon is just a professional basketball player jeremy grant scores a bunch um he's he, he's he's gotten he, i think he had a st- tough start stretch to start the season but dude has, has been more efficient gets after it and scores like and you're going to get a team that competes and plays really hard and i don't think you can ask for a, a two 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 too much more that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, tomorrow's show, we'll look ahead to a long road trip for your Portland Trailblazers. Um, 
How about you tell your friends about the podcast? It's wherever they get podcasts, and it's also on YouTube. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.